Welcome to the Just Fucking Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Maria Gresta, and I'm a multiple six-figure entrepreneur, business, and manifestation mentor, and I'm known as the Thrive Queen. This podcast is where we talk about sex, health, spirituality, business, and living life on your own terms. My clients are go-getters, action-takers, and do not settle for anything other than living a fuck-yes life. I'm obsessed with helping you thrive in all areas of your life, and if that vibes with you, welcome. I'm so, so, so happy you're here. Let's get into today's episode. beautiful human and welcome back to the just fucking thrive podcast i'm kind of nervous for today's episode because i'm gonna get super real with you and share some things that i haven't really shared before in in full because as real as i am with you guys and as honest as i am You know, sometimes you just go through things on your own and you have to process things. And I know for me, sometimes I can't go through the things and talk about them at the same time as much as I do want to share them in the moment and as much as I, um, you know, want to be as honest with you guys as possible. I think one of my, my biggest values in life is always being honest and sometimes I have to decipher like do I just need space for myself first and then I can share or is this something that I can share while I'm going through it and each scenario is different and typically each (laughs) each time I don't share things in the moment it's because my ego is so big and the fear of being fully seen is so big and those are things that I get to work through and so Today we're talking all about the idea and the truth that you always get what you want. Always, always, always. And sometimes that means that you unconsciously manifest things that you like unconsciously want, but consciously you don't want. For example, the story I'm going to talk about today is why I unconsciously manifested my business's income to massively decrease. And even though consciously I was like, I want more money, I want more money, I want more clients, I want my business to succeed, unconsciously, I wanted something else. And because our subconscious mind really runs the show, it's 95% of our brain, we're manifesting from, you know, both our conscious, but also our subconscious, if we have um, limiting thoughts, or we have another need subconsciously that we need met that consciously we are not seeing. And so I'm going to teach you guys why this concept is true by sharing a really hard story for me. So um, as you guys may know, if you've been here for a while, my business grew massively quickly. Um, I was on fire (laughs) for the first like two years of my business, a little bit under two years. Things just were growing and growing and growing and growing. And it was really amazing. Um, My business was you know, it felt good in so many ways and to have income like that was just insane. And then 
I had wanted more and I had wanted more and I had wanted more. But things in my life just were not fully good. You know, like income was good, but I was kind of burnt out. I wasn't as burnt out as I was before I started my business because um, I just can't ever be as (laughs) burnt out as I used to be. Because number one, I would never work from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. And number two, I actually really love what I do. And for me, when I get paid the amount of money that I really want to be getting paid, whether it's per client or, you know, monthly or whatever, I just, I have more energy. I think part of me being burnt out for years before my business was the fact that I didn't have, um, you know, enough money to live life and do things that I wanted to. And so I think that when we make more money it make and and we love what we do it's just a really good experience even if you're working a lot so yes I was working a lot and yes I was um signing clients and they were having massive successes and I absolutely loved it but I didn't really have energy for myself as much as I had wanted and I was doing a lot of healing work and um going through a lot of grieving and um, processing a lot of traumas and stuff like that. So I, I needed space for myself. And I've talked about all of those things before, but today I want to go into five things that I've kind of alluded to, but I haven't really had the clarity around until kind of this morning, which is why I'm sharing it. <laughs> and part of me wanted to share this story a long time ago, like when things were, were really bad. And I had I had shared little like tidbits of it. You guys know that I took off from my business at one point. I just needed like to take off six weeks from just life and business and stop pushing for things because things just were not working and I was just going through so much emotionally and I wasn't sure what I was doing and who I was and how I was teaching and who I wanted to help. And um, I talked about that, I believe, on the podcast, but... I haven't really talked about these five things and these five things are kind of scary for me to share so um I hope that they help you in some way um yeah let's get into it so the first reason um why I unconsciously manifested my business's income to massively decrease and when I say massively decrease there was like one point where I couldn't um keep my business like afloat like my team members and paying them and paying the bills and um I had to borrow money from family members and it was just it was a huge hit to yes my ego in the typical way that we use it use that word but also like you know to do so well monetarily and to be like hey I actually need help and like I didn't really give my family context on the in-between um was just an interesting experience because you know to my family's knowledge I was doing fucking great (laughs) and then all of a sudden I'm like hey I I need some help and so it really taught me a lot about asking for help it really taught me a lot about actually being vulnerable and authentic and sharing and also being loved when I don't have things all together that's been like one of my biggest lessons it's not included in these five things but that was one of the biggest lessons like being loved loving myself when I didn't have things all together um growing up my family was very much like you have to have all of these things together 
if you don't you failed in some way everybody would come together and then just yell at each other if they weren't making the right decisions and you know they weren't making the decisions that you know the person yelling would have made they're very opinionated and so there was not a lot of room for like fuck-ups and I don't like the word fuck-ups but it it you know what I mean like there was no room for people to be struggling ever (laughs) and it was always like and I told you so you know so obviously starting a business and then um you know having people say like oh businesses fail and you're stupid for doing this you should just go be a doctor and you know whatever their perception is and then kind of having to be like well hey um (laughs) kind of need help it was just really difficult you know my family is not very open around that and they're not very willing to help people whether it's monetarily or um emotionally without kind of holding it over each other's heads is what it kind of feels like you know kind of like you owe me something um and it's not everybody in my family but some people and so it was really hard for me so it really taught me how to love myself and be loved by other people and be supported by myself and other people when I literally did not have things together it felt like my world was falling apart and it kind of did so throughout this uh these five teachings that I'm going to share with you are the five reasons um you'll see that you always get what you want even if it's not a conscious desire so the first thing is I unconsciously manifested my business's income to massively decrease because I wanted my husband to prove himself to me. I had, which is a flawed idea to begin with, but it's also valid um, because we had met almost, we're going on 10 years next, well, this June. So, you know, in about a year. And I had almost fell in love with his potential, you know, like seeing what he wanted for his life but not what he actually lived by seeing the potential for growth and the way that he said he wanted to experience life it wasn't like I was projecting what I wanted onto him he had said that he wanted certain things and um ways of being and you know ways of living and stuff like that and I fell in love with what he said he wanted not what he actually you know, experienced or was practicing in his in his life. And so that is an inherently flawed way of going into a relationship. <laughs> and it makes things really fucking difficult. And for many years, many years, many years, um, before he was my husband, as we got married, um, you know, he had, he had promised that he was going to show up in very specific ways, ways for me, ways for himself, ways for the business he wanted to build, ways for, um, you know, supporting us and all of these things. And he just really kind of fell, fell short. And I I double checked with him before I shared this podcast, um, because I wanted to make sure that he was okay with me being super honest about my experience around this. And, you know, he, he struggled a lot with depression and anxiety and a lot of things that really just almost like debilitated him from really taking action in the way that he wanted and so I kind of just eventually got got really frustrated and he got frustrated with himself like I'm I'm not showing up for the things that I want in my life I'm not showing up for the business that I want like you know I was supporting the both of us um and he had quit his job back in 2020 and I had paid for a business coach for him and Um, he even went through my programs and he even paid me for certain things and he just really never 
stayed the course and really applied it and when things got hard he gave up even though you know some months he was making money some months he wasn't and you know eventually he just kind of gave up and started working for me and then I contracted him to do things for me and he was getting paid to do things and he didn't follow through with things he wasn't showing up he wasn't doing the things he um you know would say he got them done but then didn't and it was just kind of years and years of I guess both of us being frustrated that he was saying he was going to do one thing and then doing something different and it got really exhausting and I don't know if I wanted to be with him and um you know there's a point where you get to where you have to just look at the reality of like well, what is actually going on right now? Not what somebody's potential, not what does he or she say that they're going to do, but what are they actually doing? You know, and this was piggybacked off of him, um, you know, kissing another girl before we got married and, you know, just some really hard times in our relationship. And it just got too much for me, you know, and I ended up going to Colorado and we spent about two and a half months of, you know, living separately and, or almost two months, something like that. And I was doing really well in my business. Like it was the first time for maybe like four or five months where I was having like big income months again. And so inherently that led me to a place of, well, am I just not meant to be with him? Like, do I function better without him? Do I um succeed better without him like is there a reason why I couldn't you know why I had this amount of income and this success when I wasn't living with him and wasn't you know you know we were kind of separated for a little bit and I think there's truth to that but I don't think the truth is not meant to be with him it's just that we fall into massively codependent patterns and that I truly needed to sit with who he was at that time not who I thought I he was going to be or not who he said he was going to be but who he was at that time and um you know in order for me to stay with him there was a part of me that needed him to to show up you know and I think even better than like I needed him to prove himself to me which I think is a thing um but I also think it's flawed like I said um, needing somebody to do something to, you know, be good enough for you. I think that's an inherently flawed thing. But I think it's also valid that, you know, he had said he was going to do all these things, and then he never really did. And in and I deeply had always wanted to work things out. Like any of my friends know that I was not, I'm not in the business of giving up on anything. Like I always want things to work out. And I truly believe that we were meant to be together at that time. And I still do, but, you know, referencing this time in my life and our relationship. And um, in order for me, for that to work out, I needed him to show up, right? I needed him to be successful. I needed him to find something he loved and be passionate about it. And for me, it it was about the money, you know, like I didn't just want to be the one supporting us. Um, I had offered many of times to do that, but he kept saying, no, I want to do something for us. No, I want to do something for us. No, I want my own career. It was really important for him. He couldn't just like come on, you know, my team or anything like that. And so, um, you know, I was like, okay, then do it. (laughs) Like pick one or the other. You can't be in this like limbo state anymore. It's not working for me. It's not working for you. And so he started building his business. He started doing, um, real estate and, 
uh, selling houses to investors and whatever. And he ended up really supporting us for a few months. And it's not that I didn't bring in any income. It's not that I didn't have some high income months I did. It's just that it definitely wasn't enough to keep the lifestyle up that, that we have because we do live quite, you know, luxuriously, if you do say, um, or for lack of a better term, I guess. Um, and so it really just got to a point where he started to support us. He started to make way more money than me. He started to really feel fulfilled and wake up at the time he wanted to do all the things that he said he was going to. And it was really just, it's almost like I manifested me and my income decreasing so much that he was almost forced to step up. You know, of course we had the conversations like, hey, are you going to keep doing your business? Hey, is this something you want to do? Um, Are you going to give up? Like, what's the point at which you're going to give up if things aren't working or you're kind of confused? Like, you know, in the meantime, should you get another job? And um, my answer is always no. As you guys know, I'm very firm on that. (laughs) I'll be homeless before I ever do that. If God forbid anything like that ever other, anything like that happens. But no, that would never happen. But, you know, I was very firm on no, I'm not giving up, which meant he either needed to get a job or he needed to bring in money for his business and a lot of money really quickly. <laughs> and it's it's been really beautiful to watch him really show up for himself and watch our, our, our lives flourish as a result of his success. You know, we've kind of had this teeter-totter, like he'll do really good or I'll do really good. Um, and now we're in the stage of both of us really growing and really succeeding monetarily and internally and we're really fucking happy and it's just been a beautiful a beautiful lesson and a beautiful way to experience life but we we had to go through that I had to manifest my business not succeeding in the way that I was used to in order for us to sort other things out and sort that kind of codependent dynamic out and the lack of him showing up and the pressure I was putting on him to do things in a certain way. Um, so yeah, that's number one. <laughs> the second reason why I unconsciously manifested my business's income to massively decrease was I was scared to truly follow my path as a manifestation, spiritual, and personal development coach. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast or been with me for a while, you know over the past year and a half, if not two years, um, you know, I've been a little bit unclear in my messaging. Obviously, thriving is always a thing that's been very clear always. But in my products, in the way that I help people, even in like the intro for this podcast, <laughs> you know, I find a lot of people when they are pivoting or, you know, trying to find their path, don't take action and will stop their podcast and will stop producing content and will just, you know, take a step back and will... um you know, take their own path around that. And I I did that. And for me, it didn't really help me. (laughs) Took fucking six weeks off, which may may not have been enough. I don't know. But I was definitely not willing to not work for more than than six weeks. That was the longest time ever. Um, And it's not like I was on vacation. I think I was like in my house. (laughs) So it was really hard to like not do the things that I wanted to do to force myself to not work. And so for me, it's more like I'd rather you guys come along for my pivots and be really real with you because like you're never always going to have things figured out, you know, and for me, it's about 
sharing my life, sharing my story, hopefully inspiring just one fucking person every single day and connecting to you guys. It's not about here's Johnny who has it all together and whose life always makes sense and who doesn't struggle and you know, I'm just not that type of a person. And so, yes, I'm building a business. And yes, it's so important to um, be super clear on what you do, how you help people, what you want to say, have your message cohesive, have your products consistent, have things make sense in a marketing standpoint. Um, And yes, that clarity has to start with you internally. But I would never have actually gotten to this clarity and confidence of my role as a manifestation, spiritual, and personal development coach if I didn't try things and try them on for size and create products in different niches and create different types of products and sell things and have them completely flop or sell things and help clients and be like, ah, that was cool, but that wasn't the thing. Like, I love to take action to actually get me to that place of clarity. And so... About this time last year, I think I had tried to pivot fully out of business coaching and into a more life kind of manifestation coach. And I started creating content around it. I started, uh, you know, I changed my podcast intro. (laughs) I changed my Instagram bio. If you're an entrepreneur, you know how many times you're going to fucking change that. (laughs) And if you're not an entrepreneur, like just know that it's one of the biggest things that we change really fucking often because we view our Instagram bio as the thing that will help you as the possible customer, as the follower, see what we do. And we have such a short amount of space to explain what we do and when your business is kind of complicated. And it's not just like helping you lose weight or helping you make money, like helping you figure out who the fuck you are and you know thrive in your life. Like how do you explain that in a little you know 150 characters or whatever it is? It's like impossible. And so, <laughs> you know, I did all of that and I changed it to go into manifestation. I even had talked to people about building a website and doing all of these things, but, and I had launched some programs and a mastermind around it completely fucking flopped. Um, and I created an app and it had some life stuff in it and that was a disaster. So I stopped that. And, <laughs> and I just, there's a part of me that I didn't feel like it was my truth at that time, but I wanted it to be my truth. Like I knew that it was going to be my truth. I just didn't know how to make it all come together to fucking make sense. Like it wasn't fully integrated in my, in my brain yet, in my experience yet, in my embodiment yet. And so the lesson here is that when you aren't doing the thing you're meant to be doing in entrepreneurship or in a relationship or, or fucking anywhere in life, things will feel sticky. Things will not work because they're not meant to fucking work. And they're not meant to work in that way. And you don't want it to work. (laughs) Like there was a part of me that wanted to brand myself as a manifestation coach, spiritual teachings, personal development, whatever you want to label me as. And then there was another part of me as like, but shouldn't I just continue doing business? I've built a massive business helping other people, you know, build their businesses. And I truthfully do fucking love it. Shouldn't I help people with health? I truly fucking love helping people, you know, in that way. And I I didn't really see the way to really put it all together like I, I do right now. And so I didn't want it to work. You know, coming back to the idea that you always get what you want. Like I didn't actually want it to work. I wanted it to fail. There was a part of me that wanted it to fail. And although that doesn't feel as... Uh, truthful as like I just didn't want it 
to work that way. Like I wasn't ready for it to work. Maybe that's the best way. I wasn't ready for it to work in the way that it feels as secure right now. You know, and sometimes like your path just ends up looking like that. You think you want one thing and then you try and go after it and then you're like, this feels kind of sticky. But it's kind of working, but it's not working. And then maybe you'll have a little bit of success and you're like, oh, I want more of that. But then you like actually do the thing in that way of success. Like you get the client and you start coaching them and you're like, this is not it either. You know, and you just have to keep trying. <laughs> you just have to keep going. Um, you know, and it was a really tough time. And entrepreneurs who go through this time and who don't, who don't, I don't want to say move through it gracefully, because I definitely wouldn't say I moved through it gracefully. Like I was a shit show. Um, <laughs> I would like to say I moved through that part of my life and business gracefully, but I definitely did not. Um, like it's just a natural part of the growth process. You know, and as entrepreneurs, we really attach ourselves. This brings me to number three, but we really attach ourselves to success, especially once you have it. And in general, you know, as overachievers, as people who are go-getters and take action, like we really love to have success. Like, I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) you know? But when you become so attached to that success, you kind of miss, miss the lessons, miss the actual enjoyment in the process of figuring it out. And you guys know if you're in any of my programs that one of the biggest things I preach is being dedicated to the process, the process of figuring shit out. Like that's what I'm dedicated to. When In terms of my health, I'm dedicated to the process of figuring shit out. In terms of my business, I'm dedicated to the process of figuring it out. Of course, I have the external goals that I desire, that I've succeeded with already and you know the next levels I'm getting to. But I'm dedicated to the process, not the things, you know, and there's a really big difference there. And so when I saw success massively in terms of my income and my client success and all that stuff, and then I'm just like, what's going on? Like, I know I can do this. How come I'm, I'm not doing this right now? Like, obviously I can do this. I can succeed. It's, I, I didn't have the experience of like trying and not succeeding. Like I tried for the first time ever, I put a hundred percent of my ass into it. And I succeeded. So to come out of the other side and like have things kind of spiral the opposite way, it was a really weird experience. And I, I, till this day, I don't really find any mentors who really talk about that experience a lot um, and help people through that experience. It's almost like I found one person, Katrina Ruth, she wrote a book about this um, part of it. She also did the same thing. She, you know, manifested massive amounts of money, 30K months, whatever it was. And then it was weirdly similar to my experience. Same number, same everything. And then, you know, really fucking struggled. But she kind of made it seem like it was, you know, like a month or two afterwards. And, you know, she surrendered and everything was fine a few weeks later. And if maybe that's what happened to her, cool. But I was like, that's not my experience. (laughs) Like, is there something wrong with me? Like, what is going on? Like, why can't I be successful again in the way that I need to be successful, in the way that I want to be successful, you know? And one of the biggest things is not following your true path, especially as an entrepreneur, not following your fucking true path. Or if you're in a career goal, or if you're in a career and you have certain goals and you're just not reaching them, or maybe you haven't even set goals, just kind of feel stagnant. You're just doing the things, maybe waiting till retirement, whatever. Like, you, you're not on the right path. You're not following 
your true calling, your true purpose, right? Um, side note, I may have to make a part two for this because I had to record this on my phone because my podcast microphone is just not working, so I had to order a new one. It should be here in the next few days. So I don't know if I can record another 30-minute segment on my phone or if I will need to make a part two. So if this just kind of gets cut off and then you have to go to part two, go to part two, or maybe it kind of just overlaps and I can record another session in this episode. The app that I use for uh, recording podcasts, I've never had to record more than 30 minutes and there's a 30 minute max. So we're approaching that 30 minutes. So just bear with me while I figure that shit out. Um, But the third reason why I unconsciously manifested my business's income to massively decrease was I put a lot of pressure on myself. We talked about this before. I put a lot of pressure on myself to keep up a certain image or success. And it wasn't in true alignment with who I really am authentically. Like truthfully, I'm a massive weirdo who's kind of a wreck, who's anything but perfect. Um, I go through periods of crying more days than not. I'm not immune to struggles once I succeed. (laughs) That has been a huge thing to accept. Um, For me, it was hard for me to accept that in my health when I was massively gaining weight and just really struggling with getting back into lifting and, um, you know, getting to a size and a body fat level that felt good for me. And I'm still not exactly where I want to be, but I'm getting closer and closer every day. Um, you know, and it's, it's really hard when you succeed so massively at something or are just used to succeeding in the world. I've had clients who like, they're like, my business is the first time I've put energy into something and I haven't seen the results. Like school, I'm really fucking great at. I do the things, I get the results. Um, relationships or health, like I just know what to do and I do it and it works. But they struggle with that self-belief in this new territory, in the territory of being seen, in the territory of, um, you know, manifesting success from a place of worthiness, from a place of wholeness, not from a place of, um, you know, lack. You know, I think once my clients do a lot of healing work and then see like, oh shit, I am whole. Oh shit, I am enough. Oh shit, like I am, I'm fucking epic as I am. I never needed to achieve. Now they struggle to manifest their business from that place, you know, whereas they went to school and they got straight A's because they thought they needed to to prove things to their family, right? Okay, let's go into part two (laughs) or whatever's going to happen. Oh, yay. Okay, I think that this will work. Okay, we're back. (laughs) So, yeah, so manifesting from this place of wholeness is very different. And so I get it. In the beginning of my business, I put a lot of pressure on myself to, like, I need to be enough. I need to succeed in this. I need to prove myself to myself and other people. And this concept of proving is just exhausting. You don't need to prove yourself to anybody, <laughs> you know, yourself or any, anybody else, anything else. Sorry, I needed to drink water. It always feels like many seconds on a podcast. I'm like, oh shit, three, four, swallow the water. <laughs> but yeah, when you put a lot of pressure on yourself, and I mean, I teach on this concept, but I experience it still. I'm a fucking human. Um, But I put a lot of pressure on myself. And when we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, we don't manifest the shit we want. (laughs) We manifest the shit that we like unconsciously want because we want to try and keep proving ourselves. If we're stuck 
in this cycle of needing to prove ourselves. We're going to manifest experiences where we have to prove ourselves. Ooh, I never thought about that, but that feels really true and really fucking annoying. <laughs> I've been listening to my podcast back on my walks um, over the past few days. And I've been saying that a lot. I'm like, oh, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> and I don't want to stop saying it because I'm not going to lie to you. That's how I feel about it right now. In the future, it'll probably change. But realizing shit that you unconsciously create, you create struggles for yourself so that you can continuously prove your worthiness, prove that you're worthy of love, prove like, just prove your goodness. It's just, it will never work. It will never fucking work because then you're reliant on having shitty things in your life to prove how much you can overcome just to be happy because you proved yourself. You know, it's like in personal development, having the toxicity of you have to always keep learning and always keep growing. And I think that that's a thing. And I think inherently we'll go through many days of our lives, many seasons of our life where we're going through massive growth. But sometimes the biggest way you can grow or the most impactful way you can grow as a human is by not doing anything, not achieving anything, not learning anything, like just being. You know, again, I'm obsessed with personal development and learning and growth, but part of that is learning to be, (laughs) you know, and learning to love yourself. And I don't want to say learning to, I guess, because it's not like a skill you have to learn, but it's undoing your conditioning of needing to prove yourself, you know, and it takes shitty things like manifesting your business's success to go away for us to sometimes realize these things, you know? And this is a lot of the reason why I actually record a lot of content and podcasts and blogs and I write books because one of the ways that I learn, one of the ways that I process is by writing and and sharing. And, you know, when I was really struggling in my business, I wasn't in that process of sharing. I was in the process of, like, creating an image, creating a an identity to be enough to have a million dollar business and that doesn't work when you're trying to create an identity or morph yourself into something I don't want to say that you're not because I think we have these visions for you know how we act and how we show up and what we experience in the world what we wear what we look like and I think that's fine but not from a place of not being good enough as you are now and that was a really big big lesson for me because you know in the business coaching world especially you see so many people make so much money and we assume that it's the money that they make that attracts people and you know when I started making a lot of money I was using money as marketing as well how much money I was making how many clients I was signing um you know and when you're building a business that's a normal thing just like when you are a health coach and or you know you admire a health coach or whatever they use their achievements their body their strength their weight loss whatever their happiness their sexiness to really you know market and attract people who also want those results and that's not toxic that's not flawed that's not bad but it depends on the state of the human actually doing the marketing Because even people who market body positivity or minimalism or whatever, if it's like if it becomes more of an image versus an authentic, an authentic thing for you, it just will not work. You know, authenticity is just the key to 
happiness, the key to success, the key to so many things. And for me, I wasn't really being authentic to myself and um, in a lot of different ways. And yeah, it's just, it it becomes a little bit complicated, (laughs) especially piggybacking off of number two, where I was scared to actually follow my true path. Like I was doing it, but I was scared to. I was holding on to old ways of being. I was holding on to old ways of marketing. I was holding on to old things that deeply I knew I, I did I needed to get rid of. Internally I knew, but externally I was like, but it worked before. Right? And so it was just it created an exhausting experience, and that's why I unconsciously manifested my business's income to massively decrease. We got two more. And I kind of talked about this one. Um, but we'll go into a little bit deeper. I was extremely codependent with my husband and a few other people in my family, lives, friends, family members. Um, And I was extremely codependent with them. And I say codependent meaning, and I don't know what the actual, you know, definition is. But for me, it kind of was like, I felt responsible for them, their success, their happiness, their emotions, their struggles in some way. Even with clients, I actually experienced this at the same time too. I was very much in a sense of like taking responsibility for other people. And that doesn't work, people. (laughs) It doesn't work. And so when I massively grew my income and my business and had so many things that I you know, had wanted for years and years, especially the impact that I was making. Like I talk a lot about money, but um, it was also just act- actively impacting people in the way that I wanted to for the first time in my life. That's That was really the driving factor in my business. That's always been the driving factor for the most part. Um, and me having that success and then kind of going back to the people that, you know, I was kind of codependent with, some family members and some friends and my husband, and seeing them still kind of be in the same place was, I don't want to say same place because I'm not, I don't know everything about their lives, you know, they can be growing in one way, but not in an external way. And that, that's valid. But um, for me, I started judging myself, you know, like, who am I to be this successful? Who am I to have all of these things? Who am I to be this powerful? I remember there was one point where I started I'm really growing my team. I had about seven people underneath me, I believe seven, um, seven or eight. And I remember I, I hired a friend and she really didn't show up for the work. Um, I kind of did it as more of like a, I actually just in a few instances, I did it as more of like a, I wanted to provide them an opportunity. I felt guilty for some things, whatever. Not a good reason to hire people, by the way, <laughs> in case you didn't know. Um, But yeah, they didn't really show up for the things. And I remember my coach at the time, uh, when when I like had to approach, you know, my friends and say like, hey, this isn't working. I don't really know what's going on. I feel really disrespected because I gave you an opportunity and, um, you know, you're kind of just dropping the ball on things and I'm trying, I'm sitting here trying to help you monetarily and you're not really taking it seriously and I feel disrespected. I remember talking to my coach about how like, I felt bad saying I provided them an opportunity. I felt bad for saying that, um, for almost being in a place of power to 
you know, hire, hire them and pay them. And it was just a really weird dynamic with money that I started to develop. It was a really weird dynamic with power that I started to develop. Not like I got greedy, not like I was like putting them down because I was higher than them, not in that way. But I felt uncomfortable because the person who's paying you has a sense of power that they're able to give you that money. Money is just uh, some sort of an exchange. Right? And it's not that you're not powerful. I'm not saying anyone's more powerful or less powerful because as an employer, you're also giving that employer something. But I felt really uncomfortable being in that position. And it wasn't just with friends. It was with anybody that I kind of hired, like asking for what I wanted and making sure things got done and setting deadlines and making it happen. And um, honestly, that was one of the reasons why I completely just stopped working with all of my team members some of them fell off some of them I and like some of them quit themselves and others I you know I don't want to say fired I don't really like that word but we parted ways and you know I kind of initiated it because I just felt like things weren't getting done in the way that I needed them to and um you know when you want to be this powerful person who creates a massive impact or who, you know, I don't know, just has some sort of sense of power, you know, it can get really uncomfortable because you have to have some difficult conversations in order to get there. And you have to be okay with asking for what you want, even just in a relationship with your husband or your partner, like having, taking your power back to ask for what you need and what you want can be really scary. And I I struggled with that dynamic, especially when it came to money, Um, even with clients and team members and stuff like that and so instead of me working with that dynamic I made myself smaller I made it so that I felt bad I made it so that I was wrong I made it so that I shouldn't say those things and I shouldn't speak up and I should just let them kind of walk all over me and I'm not saying they consciously did this I don't think that anybody would ever be like I'm gonna walk all over this bitch (laughs) you know but um Especially anybody that comes into my space. I don't know anybody who's ever done that. I think it's an unconscious thing. But there was a part of me that wanted it. There was a part of me that manifested that because I felt uncomfortable feeling powerful and having things go really well and having jobs get done. It felt easier to um, make myself smaller, to relate to people who struggled with money or relate to um, the people I was close with or codependent with. And it was easier for me to relate to them and meet them where they were at versus, um, you know, having a, a really good life, a really good experience with money, a really good experience with my business. And I also think that I needed to learn these lessons so that when I do rehire a massive team like that, or even a bigger team than seven people, I probably will have bigger than that. I, I now know the lessons. I now have, you know, repeated some things and have learned some things and get to grow from there, you know? So I think what all of this really comes down to is when you, you always get what you want, right? You always get what you need as well. And you always want what you need, right? And so it comes down to really just learning these lessons. And in the time and in the moments, it doesn't feel like there's a lesson. It just feels like things fucking suck. And that's okay. (laughs) But coming out on the other side, I could not have grown my business the way that I was running it previously, um, with the dynamics that I had with my team members, with the way that things were working or weren't working, with the things that I was ignoring internally for me, um, with the pressure I was placing on myself. And 
overall, I'm, I hate saying this, but I'm really happy. Like I truly actually am (laughs) that my business didn't grow to the million dollar mark in the past few years because it was not meant to happen that way. You know, if I had built a million dollar business being a business coach, I would have never actually thought to change it into what my true purpose is. And if it had worked where I continued to grow it in that specific way, I would never have questioned my products. I would have kept taking on -on one-on-one clients, one-on-one clients, one-on-one clients, one-on-one clients, and it would have been exhausting, you know? So you get to look back and say, oh, it wasn't meant to happen that way, right? It needed to happen in a different way. Um, And then the last thing, and the last reason I unconsciously manifested my business's income to massively decrease was because I was scared for things to be going too well. And, excuse me, I talk about this a lot, especially on the episodes that talk about, like, letting life be good. And so I constantly manifested something that was not good because I was uncomfortable with things going really well again coming back to the like who am I to have this amount of money and a really fucking epic team and a really epic partner and really epic health like who am I to have that you know we always come back to a place where we're comfortable until we do the work to grow and um again I've talked about this concept a lot but for me it kind of felt like well I my business is going really well of course something has to fuck up (laughs) um you know, and when my business was going really well, my relationship really wasn't. And when my um, relationship is going really well now and he's doing really well monetarily, I started to not do really well, um, you know, last year. And now allowing that to really grow. And there was a lot of lessons in there for me and a lot of experiences that allowed me to progress forward in a more aligned way where everything is really fucking good you know it's almost like stirring up the pot like things are going so well in your relationship so like somebody picks a fucking fight (laughs) you know and it's not that that fight isn't valid valid it's just is there really an actual problem here or are you just creating a problem you know and is there a way a way out of it I've been doing a lot of reading of um the power of now by Eckhart Tolle highly recommend the book I read it a while ago it changed my life it changed changing my life again I may be only like 100 pages in from yesterday and uh I forgot why I was saying that but the concept I wanted to talk about I think that is in this book um where he talks about like right now yes it is right now you don't actually have any problems like right in this moment for the most part in the moment we typically do not have any problems But when we think about the past and we project it onto the now and we think about the future and we project it onto the now, that's when we start to have problems, right? I should have been this successful. I should have had this money already. I should have lost the weight already. I should have done this already. And that creates massive problems in our life when right now there really isn't a problem. And if there is, you get to say, okay, well, well, what action am I going to take an action now? Okay, cool. No problem. (laughs) or if I'm not going to okay I'll take an action in the future it's still not a problem you know and really just looking at things objectively in that way versus there has to be a problem or there always is a problem you know what would you be saying if the word problem didn't even exist you know it's a situation it's a thing that's happening 
but you don't need to make it more heightened by finding a problem about it. Like, for example, with my team members and some of my friends and even people who weren't my friends who were just not really showing up for things, um, you know, I had two options. <laughs> uh, either I can fire them or I can ask them to change and if they don't change, I fire them. <laughs> you know, but instead I just made it mean so much about me and I took past experiences and made it about, you know, how I should be acting and what should be happening and how they're just fucking up and all of this just added stress was just looking at it and saying, okay, well, what am I going to do right now? You know, this is one of the concepts, I think this is what I will finish with, but this is one of the concepts that really helped me build my business, helped me in a time when right after my fiance cheated on me and I was fucking blindsided and I had to shut down my meal prep business and all of this stuff. Like I just started looking at things very objectively, like, okay, do I want a business? Cool. Do I know what to do? No. Do I hire someone? Yes. Do I have the money? No. Am I going to do it anyway? Yes. (laughs) Kind of like a flow chart. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. (laughs) You know? And when you start looking at these things just very objectively, and then you start asking yourself, okay, well, what's the thing? What's the answer? What's the way to get me to where I want? Right? What's the way that I'm going to get to the other side? You know, sometimes you don't know 100% and sometimes you might be scared you're making the wrong decision. But when you look at it logically and not emotionally and you see, okay, well, getting a coach helped me. Yes. Do I know what I'm doing right now? Absolutely not. No. Okay. Makes sense. Let's go. You know, instead we start saying, oh, but I should have saved this money and I had so much more money here. I should have done it then or I should have gotten, become a doctor and then I wouldn't be in this situation. We make it mean so much more. And the key to manifesting what you actually desire, not what you don't desire, or what you're unconsciously manifesting from like a trauma response or whatever, it's from looking at things logically, you know. And had I gone back during the times when my business was really struggling and just looked at things logically, instead of emotionally, things would have been a lot easier. And it's not always, you know, easy. A lot of times you have to go through those things, but eventually you get to a place where you could look at it objectively and say, what do I need to do? What is not working? What is working? And move forward, you know? But when you're trying to keep up the fucking image and you're trying to, you're codependent with other people and you are really fucking scared for things to actually really be well and you're not actually following your path and you want your husband to prove himself and you want to prove yourself like what do you you're just setting yourself up for a shitstorm and that's what I have that's what happened for me. <laughs> right? So we always get what we want. Even as what you unconsciously want and consciously don't want. You want money, but unconsciously there's a reason you're blocking yourself from it. Right? You want success, you want clients, but underlying there's a reason you don't want that. And it's a really hard concept to grasp, but once you get it, it actually is very freeing. And so that's my recommendation to you guys today is to really embrace the concept that you always get what you want. Um, People told me I was kind of crazy when I first started sharing this because um, after my fiance cheated on me, who's now my husband, um, I remember saying like there was a part of me that wanted it. There was a part of me that felt like I deserved it. There was a part of me that was so unhappy with myself, how I was showing up, my life that I actually believed that I deserved really shitty things, a really shitty relationship. I was always scared of it happening. And when I was younger, um, my first ever boyfriend cheated on me. Never actually said it, but he definitely did. (laughs) And it was really traumatizing. And I had really low self-worth and really, you know, just a lot of 
underlying self-love issues and um it, it was really hard and I created this similar scenario with you know Joe because that's what I was used to and I didn't fully do the work around self-love and healing and all the things that I was meant to do in my first relationship um and so I got a lot of hate for that. I got a lot of hate for saying that there was a part of me that wanted it. There was a part of me that felt like I deserved it. Um, because a lot of, you know, other people who had gotten cheated on or whatever had came after me and messaged me and said, hey, I really resonated with you before this, but now I don't. I'm going to unfollow you um, because you're making it seem like anybody who's been cheated on deserves this. And I was like, I didn't say that. I said this was my experience. <laughs> but ultimately, I do believe that we get what we want. And it's fucked up. And it, we often hurt ourselves and we often put ourselves in situations that um, are really painful. But it's important to really, to really look at our behaviors and unconscious thoughts and patterns and, um, you know, why we have the things we actually do. And when you do that, you get to take self-responsibility for almost everything, if not everything. And life gets so much better from that place. You know, you can't change something. You can't manifest something different that you think you don't have a power in creating. That's not going to work. <laughs> That's you just avoiding the things. Uh, it's easier to blame coaches. It's easier to blame other people's strategies. It's easier to blame genetics or our parents or whatever. But the truth is, it's we always have the power to change things. And... um yeah, that's my message for you guys today. You always get what you want, but you always have the power to change things. So yeah, that's my story for you guys. If this resonated with you, please, please, please share it with me. It means the world to me knowing that um, my vulnerability, my stories, my teachings really resonate with you, um, help you in any way, or you know, just connect with you. So let me know about that. If you listen to my podcast and you have not um, written a review. It would mean the world to me if you did. I forget to ask this all the time. And I know that like writing podcast reviews is not the number one thing that people do. I don't think I've ever even written a podcast review. Um, although I think I did it on mine. I think I put my dog's name. The one that says Nina there is mine. But yeah, I would love for you guys to uh, <laughs> write a review. <laughs> it would mean the world to me. Um, and then the enrollment for the next Inspired to Thrive retreat in September is going to be closing tomorrow. So if you are inspired to thrive and you would like to be in my energy, you would like to pause life for a minute or five days actually to be more <laughs> concise. Um, not concise, what's the word? Precise, there we go. Um, I would love, love, love to have you. You have a few different options. You can either get your own room. I, think, I believe that there are some left. And then you can also get a shared room. We have one shared room available. Um, that obviously allows you to save a little bit of money. There's a payment plan and there is a paid in full option. So I hope to see you there if you feel called to. Um, and yes, we will be having more. I will be announcing the dates probably next month. Um, but that's not going to be late into next year as what I'm planning right now. So if you want to live an inspired to thrive life, I would love to have you there. I love you and I will see you soon.